This is Faking It, a New York musician's podcast, hosted by some New York musicians. Grace Mann, Rebecca McCartney, and Franklin Rankin. So, who are you? I'm Frank. I'm back again. I'm Grace. I'm Rebecca. And we have a guest today. Yeah, you already fucking spoke. Who, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Peter. Peter what? I'm Peter Enriquez. Awesome. Yeah, Peter what? <laughs> you have to say. Oh, not even mean to me instead of Grace. <laughs> yeah, because I'm defending her. Great. Like, we, can, we can tell who the weakest link yeah, is. Yeah, we see the alliance. That's it's definitely me. It's no definitely question Peter. about that. I'm always the weakest link. Mm. So, Peter, like, how do you come to us today? How has this happened? Well, Frank texted me last week that he wanted me to do this like 24 hours later, and I couldn't do it, and so now I'm here a week after that. Yeah, we don't schedule very well. I know. Peter and I see each other like once every six weeks. Is that, Is that true? true? No, it's less. <laughs> I feel like it's a little less. Than it's a little that. less than that. It's I less like frequent. That I, I feel like in the summer we spend a lot of time no, together because you're crazy. very available. I guess oh I'm also God. very summer available. Because he's all throwing day, every himself day. at all of his friends. We're both no, just so bored. I just, we're not I just leave the house. Teaching. Like last summer, Grace didn't even see me. I just, I just left, and I would. She'd be like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm it's out." Like I'm out. So we invited our guest here because he. Has a very special job. Frank, I like that you're gesturing and no one can see you right now. There we go. Let's fucking play. Let's go. All right. Get warm it up. But Peter runs his own studio. I'll let Peter explain about his whole situation. Go ahead. Right now. Yeah, I run a studio called Short Stack. It's in Brooklyn. That's kind of it. And Peter, who started this studio? I did with my current studio partner, Grant Meyer. Awesome. Grant, say hello. Grant, he's coming out right now. Yeah, we haven't yeah. hidden this he's, whole time. He's he's in the car Grant as we speak on his way. He's waiting in the car very patiently. Yeah. He's just he's keeping the car warm for me. <laughs> See, um, yeah. And then finally, I, I suppose your your first guest, Zach, was also a part yeah. of this the inception of this studio. But you started this studio, and you've been running it for how long now? We're actually I was just texting Grant about this today. In the fall, it'll be five years. Yeah, 2017, Whoa. right? Yeah, yeah. So, or 2018, I guess. Yeah, 2018. How's but it it's, it'll be five years oh, right. in the fall. It feels good, honestly. I hmm, Does it? I don't know. I feel like it's weird to run a studio. Mm-hmm. It's a really like, weird sure. thing to decide you're going to do in the era of home recording to like say, oh, you should pay me money to record your music. Well, hold that thought because we... Yeah, just stop. Just hold on, no, no. Okay, all I'm gonna say is, Frank, you told me what the topic was, and I was foreshadowing it. I was not gonna go further because I have a way of creating an arc in my narrative. But before we get into the arc, we have a few house housekeeping things to do. We got to talk about like how our creative. Rebecca jumped in immediately. She was like, "How does it feel?" And I was like, "I know." Rebecca, Rebecca, she's overzealous. She's hopped up on steroids. This is the narrative we always do. Rebecca starts with the topic, and then Frank goes, "Shut the fuck up." We have to talk about our creative weeks, and then we. Do and then I, talk I about like the creative weeks, but I wanted, I wanted people and then to know. Frank and I talked for 20 yeah. <laughs> I wanted people to know what Peter did, so when he explains his week, they'll know why he's talking about a studio. Yeah, that makes sense. Peter, how was your creative Maybe week? How was my creative week? I'm actually looking at my calendar right now because I remembered you guys do this to figure out what I did this mm. week. All right, um, let's, so let's start with Rebecca. And, let's start with Grace. Grace, yeah, you Grace. go ahead. Thank God. Grace, Grace get some like attention. I didn't do anything musical this week. Let's I'm fucking like, go, Grace. I'm like the Self-care. worst person. I'm like, no, I just, am I no. even in music? Why am I on this podcast? <laughs> Listen, but that's, well, first of all, we'll, okay, we got right our song back. we started recording. We got our song back. Yeah. For that girl group. You got a oh, mix back. we did. Well, not really. I wouldn't call it a mix. You got a version, you got a bounce back. I got a version of the song to listen to repeatedly. What song is this? It's our new, it's our new single. Who is our? That girl group. Okay. I, I, you're like a mom. You're Rebecca. talking to me 
like like remember that our 32 listeners don't know who you are okay you i actually gotta, think your 32 gotta, listeners do know who I you think are they do who know who we are you're right Grace okay, started so my, the girl one, group. Yes, that girl group. I got a mix back today of our first single, but it's mostly just so I can listen to a better version of it constantly because that's what I do with my time. Did we have something else? So we played a festival last year, Big Stuff. Okay, we're was, not going to the festival yeah. here. You guys aren't going? Yeah, no, yeah. we're not so, going. What happened? So, so we, oh, we played, great, we played it last year, and then this year, you know, there was you know, great reaction last year. Like yeah. Everyone was like really into it. And I guess there's new management this year, so I mean, we, new management as in it's run by a, a university, so it's yeah. new mm. kids. new students, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They hit us up, and they were, you know, they didn't tell us like when we were playing or like what what stage. They invited us to come back. Okay. Yeah. But essentially, how it panned out is they were inviting us to play a 20 minute set at 3 p.m. Nice. in like some brewery, which is like an enormous step down from what we did last year, which like wasn't that good to begin with. To begin with, but like it was cool because it was night and it was like people were there, but like. They sort of just bumped us really, really far down, and we're not going to drag the whole band mm. down to Virginia, to Virginia yeah. to, for a 20-minute set at 3 p.m. Well, thank God I said no in yeah. advance, you know? So, yeah. And it was a bummer, because we were excited to do it, because we liked doing stuff with the band and our friends, but we just know it would be such a negative vibe, mm. like Massive from us, and for, yeah, so we just decided to pull out, so. Was there any way to negotiate a longer set time? Or See, the funny thing is, I already tried. They're just, like, very young and don't yeah. Yeah, know don't, don't emails, because yeah, like, I literally said... Oh, they put a second in the night. And I said, oh, we can't come if you put a second. We need to go later in the night mm-hmm. and we need a longer set. And they were like, amazing. Do you want to go last? Should have known right there. That's That doesn't make sense. Because right, like, we're not a headliner. Like, yeah. Why would we go last? But I didn't. I said, okay, yeah, fine. And then they sent the thing that, that was like, oh, actually, you're going to go at 3 p.m. 20 minutes. Strange. That's actually the last set of the day. Yeah. They started at 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 7 to 3 festival. So it was just like a lot of yeah. like back and forth. It's pretty of, mid. Yeah, that's them not understanding what yeah. I was asking for. But Booking. Yeah. Booking. Uh, How's your week? My week was cool. I started off, I did like a Tina Turner tribute. Mm. Cool. At a 54 below. Were you singing? Yeah, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm a real belter. <laughs> Were you so <laughs> you literally didn't. You, you've just released two songs where you are. Yeah, but singing. I'm singing like I'm all, mixing I'm a singing song this where close to the mic. Right <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a joke. Hmm? I take you seriously. No, I was not singing. I was playing guitar. So that was fun. And then from Wednesday to Friday, I was assisting in my school's high school musical. Is that, uh, are are they doing a high school musical? No, they're not. They're, they're oh, doing they're something old. rotten. That's a disappointment. It was actually pretty funny. They like really. We're on top of their shit. Were you MD? So. No, no, I was just in the pit. It was run by my friend Andrew Falou, who's also my teacher when I was at school. Oh, oh no nice. way! He's insane. I love him. But the prodigal son. The prodigal son. I returned. I did. Did they like have a trophy for you or some sort of medal? No, it's money. Ring bearing ceremony. It's it's it's, it's dollars and cents usually. Yeah. Not a lot. Mostly of cents. <laughs> Mostly <Yeah>. cents. <laughs> Don't fire me, Rebecca. How was your creative week? <laughs> we'll cut that out for sure. Okay. No question. Last Friday. It's so context. It's tiny desk season here for all the independent musicians, which is the time of year when it's done now, though. NPR Music has a has a program that all of our listeners probably know of called Tiny Desk, where they bring in their favorite artists. The editor at NPR Music, Bob Boylan, brings in a ton of wonderful artists to play an acoustic set at the NPR Music office in D.C. And then once a year, they run a contest so that they can open up one slot in the year to an unsigned independent artist. So you submit a video and you play a song that's an original song behind a desk. And every single person on my Instagram stories has been doing this recently because it's just the time of year when everyone's like, it's me, it's my time. Yeah. So on Friday we filmed my band, one of my songs, 
and the shoot was kind of a mess. It was like very DIY, so we rented it. Yeah. yeah, we rented a really nice space, had a bunch of like friends helping out, and then the audio was just like giving us a hard time. Yeah. So we only had time for a couple takes, but four is better than one, True. and. We played great. Like, nobody could hear anything that was going on while we were playing, so I had no sense of how it was going to mm. turn out. But it sounds wonderful. And then I spent probably 40 hours editing the video this week <laughs> and trying to learn how to use mm. Premiere, you know? Yep. Which is I've how it goes. Yeah, mm. Grace and I actually opted out this year. Yeah, that's what Grace said. Yeah, so we, you think you're better than... No, yeah. it's just... We <laughs> yes. just could, we could not take on the endeavor. But you've done it before, right? Yeah, we've we done so it like three times. First, first we've time. done it yeah. twice. Yeah. Okay. It, was just, it was just too much. Yeah, oh, yeah. so I'll explain... We're also like, disbanding the What band. was good for me is that I, I have <laughs> very little... I figured we were. Yeah. We're close. I, I called this. We're on the way. On the I way. I knew this band was breaking we're, up. We're going it's into a, it's a honey trap mode where it's like Damn. we just come. We're gonna pop out every okay. once in a while, you know. We're coming back okay. with vengeance. Okay, break you know? up. I did not realize that was on the docket for today. Let's fucking go. Anyway, Peter's excited. So I did it mostly because it's like I need a deadline to do anything things for myself yeah, you know because it's too. like I'm organizing everything mm -hmm. so I want to make live videos for the promotion of my next EP mm. but like if I don't have some sort of construct that's telling me like when I should be doing that by or what sort of budget I should use to do that or like what time I should ask of my bandmates then I'm not like I'm gonna put it off or I'm gonna do it badly so this gave me a really good structure for it because now I have yep. a great like three and a half minute long video that I can chop up into pieces for promotion yeah, exactly. and social media and in the process I got pretty good at Premiere and I decided to start paying the Adobe techs mm. which is your little $55 a month for Creative Cloud yeah but it's so worth it though fun fact I asked also Bob the song's not out you to know? register to vote I didn't know who he was. Oh, Sir Boylan? Yep. That's awesome. I saw him at a festival, and I was like, hi, sir, would you like to register to vote? And he was very much like, this chick does not know who the fuck I am. And I was That's like, it's true. Were you I doing don't. What concert? Yeah. yeah. Cool. What concert? Was it the same one that you met Frank? Yes. Oh. It was. Oh. So equal chance of so banging you Bob Boylan and me. Bob Boylan. <laughs> Damn, five years sorry, later and you're not sorry, dead. Sorry, Bob. If only he had thrown that registration in the trash, you know? <laughs> yeah, That's what exactly. got me with Frank, so. You so threw the I registration like in the trash. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about this after. No, 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 we should I, talk I, about it now because I think this sets up the dynamic that we now well, see in the podcast, which is like, yeah. you just try to trash everything that Grace yeah, does. Grace, and then Grace, Grace is like, I love you <laughs> for that. Yeah, no. Grace tried to, she told me to sign up for this thing to get a free, to get a free guitar from oh. everyone at the festival. It was, it was Newport Jazz Festival. Oh, yeah. And then she was like, great, thanks yeah. for signing this one thing that I asked you to sign that I told would give you the, the guitar. But now I have to sign three other things okay, of three all, other, other places. And it was like, and they it, were it, all wait, like, wait, 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 wait. So one person. I know, Grace. I'm going to get very confused. I got it. I would like Grace to follow up. I would like Grace to defend her story after. Okay. Grace said, give you email and then you will be in the running to win the signed guitar. It was like, cool. Who Give signed it? Everyone at the festival. What it was like Questlove and a bunch of other people. It was a bad guitar. Yeah, bad, it was like a piece uh, of shit guitar. But, but it was like, like everybody. Just for vibes. Yeah, yeah. it was for like Epiphone. I think wall. it was Epiphone Les Paul. Dark. So, <laughs> very dark. <laughs> so, I signed it and Grace was like, great. Now, I need you to, s you have to go to two other booths and get, and give your email to them as well. And then you'll be entered for the guitar. And I was like, what? And one of them is a bikini contest where you have to strip <laughs> and walk but like, around the main I was stage. like, are you, I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, no, no. And I took my email and I ripped it up and I threw it in the trash. Wow. Yeah. That's so mean. And I know. That's what I'm saying. And he now, set up this dynamic. And so now you guys are dating. Ago. Here we yeah. are five years later. 
Okay, I so mean, like, can, you, no, can you defend no. your, your place that, on I mean, the story? I mean, technically, we, that is... I don't remember exactly what I said. I don't know if I promised but that, that what he happens. would be done. I did sign you up for local election alerts, though. So that's maybe good. it's... You she maybe, didn't because I threw my email out. <laughs> you attempted to sign I him up for local election alerts. I attempted to do something good for the world. But honestly, probably better. He's not voting. not going to get me to vote. He's not voting. You don't vote. I vote. I vote. Please don't put that. I vote. Local He's shaking his head. I vote you every year. Like but you don't vote. That's the point. Every year. I drive year. to fucking Long Island and I vote. But that's the point. You don't vote in local elections. Wait, wait, wait. That's this is are. also something you want to know. Long Island. No. Is this your local residence address? Yeah. I'm just wondering. It's mine. Is it yours? What? No, it's not his. No, mine is on Long Island. Wow. So you're not committed, are you? Hmm? No. All right. I think we should move on. Peter, how was your creative week? We already wow, did. I can't no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't. Oh, because you went to me first. Yeah. Right. Yeah, my creative week is fine. Don't. I, I'm on this, in the studio, I'm on this kick of trying to become a mogul, you know? Ooh. Love that. And so I'm just like, what do I need to do to make the studio better and to make my career better and to make everything about this universe self-sustaining and so I'm not like hemorrhaging money. That's amazing. And so I was like, you know, just doing advertising. Yes, Frank, please. I did have an idea for that. For me being a mogul? Yes. Okay, would you like to share? Yes. Okay, uh, go you ahead. You have to get a new you haircut. You a van. Mohawk. Yeah. You rent, rent a van. van. Okay. You soundproof the whole back of the van. Yeah. And you drive around and you record. So what do I record? Have you seen Jam in a Van before? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So and, that's already the exists. But, but, you, but you call it the Short Stack Satellite. Wow, that's pretty good. The and Short it just Stack goes, Satellite. And it, and it just goes out and like you just track in the back of this van, put a camera and stuff. Yeah. And it's like a whole little thing. Like, oh man, like we're on the, we're on the move. Like, you know, like, listen. Look, honestly, that, that's that, not your worst idea. That's a fun that, idea. That is a fun idea. I, I, I would like need, like, significantly guy. more disposable income to do something like that, <laughs> yeah. but I'm kind of down. Or just, you know? or just like, do, like, live concerts and just call it the satellite and you just bring a, a mobile recording rig. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, like, yeah. totally doable. Because we were thinking about having concerts like in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. You just bring bring the satellite, bro. And bring then you the satellite. bring. I've got a whole satellite situation. That becomes a perk dude. of like people some video? who record with you. you know? go, dude. That's yeah. a whole multimedia fucking. Right. You see, video franchise. is really the final frontier of my creative abilities. Yeah. That's just the thing I'm not in and do and good Hire at. Someone. It's tough. You know? That's what a mogul would do. Yeah, a mogul would delegate. Yeah, but a mogul would have more money than a I would, would in, have more or money. venture no, no, no. capital mogul's, funding. Neither of which I have. Thing. Maybe that's what you have to do is just start appealing to like investors. That's what I'm trying to do. That's like softly what I'm messy, trying to do. It's such a messy, messy, gross world. But I'm so down. You know, I just I have some friends from life who have like money come in. No, no, who have like come into venture capital funding for like oh. their things that they do, and they're doing like very well. And I'm like, I gotta hop on. The this, thing that you know? scares me about that is like in music, it starts to get like. NFT world really quickly. Totally, and then it's yeah. Like, yeah, you know. totally. It's spooky. Yeah, it's, it, honestly, beyond what we're doing, like one step beyond what we're doing is, is so NFTs. dark. Yeah. yeah like, it's so dark. Well, because totally. podcasts are that bridge. It's yeah. like finance mm -hmm. bros who do podcasts who also believe because that the only like, way to consume art is through like buying into it as an investment. And, and, totally. if we, and if we suddenly started making money off of this podcast, we'd be like, why do why do other endeavors when like this totally. is this is the money? Totally. Mm. We would get really into like just podcasting. If anyone would like to give us money, we're not we trying to say don't. Okay? We're not trying to say don't do that. Yeah, I don't I don't even like do doing that. music anymore. I'd rather just do a podcast. Okay. I guess that. So <laughs> But so I'm trying to become a mogul yeah. is what I was saying. So that was part of my week. I played some shows this week. Yeah. I highlight what was the once. highlight? I think trying to become a mogul was a highlight. Yeah. I spent all of last Tuesday trying to become a mogul. Mm. And that That's was good. A whole day. No, it was it was good, honestly. <laughs> I feel, look, I have like a I have a running list of things that I need to do for the studio at all times, you know? And they yeah. it kind of just keeps growing. Also, will you yeah. hire me this summer? 
as I, what? I don't want any money. Just say. You just want to be an intern? I just want to do shit. Yeah, I need I'm an so intern, bored. actually. This is great. Yeah, you can, be, you can work for me. Awesome. Um, can you do those free? classes again? You did, like, one, and yeah, then you never I mean, did that. I, I just, it was hard to gauge if there's interest in something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? There's definitely like, interest. There's definitely interest. To do classes, you know? I have all these ideas for classes. I was going anyway. to say, okay, I, have stu- I, think, I have students that would come to a master class any day. Yeah, I okay, like I have all sorts of things to talk about Another lane of, like, mogul for the studio would be like it's kind of opposite to venture capital, but like, what if you made some sort of co-op share in it so that I thought people about could, that too. Like, I thought about in. that too. I thought about it. It's just I don't like owing people things, you know. Mm. I that's which is also why it's like hard for me to imagine taking money from somebody. I really don't like owing people things, mm. and I prefer to be the one that people owe almost at all times. You know, yes. I'm basically in a constant state of doing favors that I really shouldn't do in order to call in a bigger favor at some Damn. point. I do it all the time. It's very calculative. How does it but work for you? Like, does I've it never work called well? the favor. I've almost <laughs> never done it to anybody, but I know that one day I'm going to have to, you know, it's yeah. going to be like really bad. And I'm going to be like, look, I really need this from you. You know, is this um, a favor that you're doing right now? Being no. on this podcast? No, I, I've always wanted to be in a podcast. I listen. I don't listen to music at all. I only listen to podcasts. I was going to say, Peter, really? much like me, Y'all really listen to podcasts. We love to chat. Yeah. Peter and I will chat for hours. Oh my god, it's brutal. It's yeah, crazy. You can't put the two of us so in a room great. together we with no clock. We will start chit chatting and gabbing. It will oh be all god, day. Yeah. And on that note, and now that's daylight savings time. Let, let's, let's hit the topic. The well, well, let's talk about the topic. Yeah, let's talk about the topic. Let, let's first frame it up. So the topic we were gonna do today is how to not waste your fucking money when you are doing a studio session. Yeah. Because it's important to know because studio spe- sessions are expensive. Very expensive. Right, and because you're paying hourly. Sometimes you're paying hourly. Product. Sometimes, yeah, but like, you know, it's expensive. And if you don't get the most out of it, you either have to you're pay more or that's just it. Like, yeah. There's no... Totally. And oftentimes, in terms of sound, there's no getting back and getting that same guitar tone or getting that never, same vocal never. tone. It's never going to be the never, same. It's never right. going to be the same. So, so you really have that one shot. Yeah. And like, you know, that that's dicey for people who aren't, you know, Peter and I do, a, you know, we do a fair, you know, fair amount of studio work. So we're used to how it goes, but we both worked with people and Rebecca and Grace as well, where it just doesn't quite go mm-hmm. right. And we want to talk about why that happens. Yeah. And Peter, I think you'll have a great perspective on this because you're the person on the, the other, other side, side of the wall. Yeah. And as a musician yourself, you kind of have like the full depth of perspective where I feel like Definitely. a lot of sound engineers, and it's nothing bad about them, but like a lot of kind of studio engineers who have always been on that side totally. and have their like degree yeah. in engineering, it's hard to yeah. like fully understand what it's like to be the musician Definitely. in the live room. Yeah, I think in the in the past like probably 20 to 25 years, there are more and more musician engineer types because mm. just the technology is allowed for it. Sure. It's been more affordable and more accessible. I mean, as an engineer, the number one thing is I just, people just need to rehearse. That's really all it is, right? I mean, I feel like before I have a session with somebody, I, I try to get them on the phone or have them into the studio for a conversation. And regardless of their level of experience for fear of condescending people, I I try to be immediately say like, you should come here and you should only do the things that you have to do here. For example, if you want to record the drums, you should do that here and that should be your primary focus. Mm -hmm. If you want to record vocals through a particular microphone and preamp or whatever that I have, you should do that. But basically everything else that you think you're comfortable with doing yourself, you should just do it yourself Mm because you'll be burning money. So that's the first thing. I hate when people come in and don't really know how they're going to spend their time because it upsets me because I know as somebody who spent money in recording studios, Mm. it just feels ridiculous to be sitting there burning money and time. And then the other thing is when people come in and they don't know how to play their own song or they haven't finished writing it. And in some way, like as a studio owner, I'm kind of like, if you want to rehearse here and pay me a recording rate hourly to do that, that's totally up to you. But 
it's frustrating for me because as somebody, again, as a musician and someone who's been on the other side of the glass, I can just watch money draining from their pocket, you know? I think there's also a myth that we get, like when we think about famous artists, household name artists, and we see like pictures of them in the studio, it's mm. a lot of these kind of like contemplating moments where they're working on lyrics and, you know, they have yeah. like a buyout in the studio for three months or something to work on a record. Totally. And that's not what anyone... Yeah, exactly. They're, that's, they're that's, living there right, for three months. Right, it's reserved yeah. for and like... Not, the, and not paying for it. They're, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. The label is paying for that. It's reserved for the top, top echelon mm -hmm. totally. of artists. And like people who are working at a DIY level or just at like an independent artist level don't yeah. have access to that sort totally. of thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I've done like like some some stints where it's like a week where like we're yeah. in the same studio every night. But that's gonna for burn like even a twenty thousand dollar label advance or something. Yeah, I was gonna say like it that shit is expensive. And like they're not fucking around, even though they have the time, they're not fucking around with their time. They're totally, like, yeah. Like they expect every moment you're in that studio that they're paying you as a musician, you are doing the correct thing. But like what Peter said is super important because like this going into the studio a with a plan. Because recently, the past few studio sessions I've done, I've gone in with a written out plan. Yeah, like I'm going to do this for an hour, tops, and then we have to move on. Otherwise, like it's, it's we're going to waste the done, day. Yeah. And understanding that in post production all things are possible. Like, I've stopped trying to get the perfect guitar tone because I'm like, you can you can tweak it okay, in post. Like, it yeah, there, yeah, if it's a little too bassy coming out the amp, you know, you don't have to remic it. You just, just cut the bass just a little roll, bit. Like, roll it off, yeah. And like, it'll get done right. for like 98% of the, of the tone that and you're trying to get. And that's knowledge you develop over time. Yeah, that's you know? knowledge over time. But also, under, but understanding that post-production is going to happen. Right, yeah. Like, definitely. if you don't hit all the right notes... Or if you got a good take and then like you did a band take and then you, you maybe messed up one part, you don't have to do it again. Like, totally. Right. Like, you know, you can you can take what you did in the first course and put it in the second course. Totally. Yep. And that's not bad. No, that's th great. Th that's great. <laughs> like that that's supposed to happen. Totally. If you played a great line, you copy and paste that bitch and put it somewhere else. You don't ha you know you don't have to always go back and Grace do stuff. Grace loves to do that. Hmm? Sorry, I was just trying to wake you up over there. <laughs> no, honestly, I was zoning. What yeah, do I love I, to I do? Tell, yeah. I do. I'm. What are we talking about? Oh my Rebecca god! Rebecca was just roasting you. Don't worry. About yeah. it. We'll just move on from it because it's all in my too. I'm honestly, I do love cop copy and paste everything I do. I love that. Yeah, Every we time. we oftentimes it's like, I'm a one take wonder I'm man. Word I'm art. like I'm gonna sing it one time. Just copy paste all done. Um, <laughs> just dial it. All right, and that, and that was our grace moment. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on also what you said about recording at home. Yeah. Like getting, because Grace and I, for the past few years, we've only done drums in the studio. Yeah. Like vocals, guitar, totally. bass. You shouldn't do anything else. All that shit is at, in the, at the crib. Yeah. You know, like in a closet surrounded by a bunch of pieces of clothing. Yeah. As, totally. as sound dampers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally cool. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, a lot of what it comes down to is like if you're happy with the sound you're getting. Yeah. You know, mm. that's what matters. You know, like they're like really amazing records that are cut with one SM57 in a bedroom. Like this artist I play with, this guy Nathan Bahar, mm -hmm. all of his vocal takes and all of the acoustic guitars he does are like an F SM57 not on a mic stand sitting on his desk and he's like leaning close to it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how he gets all of them and they sound amazing. Using you know? a vintage like U87 yeah. isn't going to get you a good sound unless the like sound going into it is good. It's good. Totally, yeah. unless you sound good. And even beyond that, it's like if that's not what the moment calls for, then it doesn't matter. You yeah. Know? yeah. But gear is a big part of like me as a professional, like why I like using studios. Like, totally, mm. yeah. Sometimes I, I want to use like a Marshall stack. Yeah. Which I can't use in my house because I'll break down my house trying yeah. to play that loud. <laughs> so it is, sometimes it is nice to like use that or Grace like if I want to use a really that. expensive mic, like yeah, a totally. really expensive mic, I'm, I'm not going to buy that shit. Totally. But I will rent a studio for 200 an hour 
to use that mic. Totally. Yeah. It's it's just it's so context dependent yeah. upon what you need. And then a lot of it is like a lot of people I find that come to the studio come because they simply don't want to hit record themselves anymore. And I totally get that. Mm. It's like yeah. really hard to be Jeez. your own engineer. Like when I'm recording myself, I will do that thing that we say you shouldn't do where I will do a hundred takes of the same line, even though I've played it right the first three times because mm-hmm. I want to play it right in its in its entirety. And I know that it's ridiculous because I'm telling people all day that they shouldn't do that. But I can't help myself. You know, it's just like it's what's what happens when you have the control over yeah. both sides of what you're doing, you know. And so yeah. to relinquish that control is really useful, you know. <laughs> On the flip side, when we were doing that Bob Power session, yeah, I was, oh, yeah, you did one of those too, right? Yeah. Like I would be like, all right, we got it. And Bob would be like, no, you don't. Do five more takes. Yeah. That's so and funny. We, and we just kept doing them. And like by the time we got to the end, it did sound really good. And we got like a much better take. But it's mm. like I would have I never thought to do that. I would have been like, yeah, we're done. Like we yeah. got totally. it. I learned a lot from Bob in that session. I, I learned so much about how to be an engineer yeah, in those cooking. sessions. He was yeah, cooking I mean, the whole time. <laughs> I think the thing that, I feel like I bring this up a lot. I've probably told you guys this before, but the thing that I found most remarkable is that he remembers everybody by name immediately. He yeah. will address you by name seconds after you meet him. And if he hasn't said your name in like two hours, he will say it and you'll know that he knows who you are and you immediately feel better. Yeah. yeah. Because I think so much of what it means to be an engineer is to make your artist comfortable, you know? Mm. Like the whole job is just making someone feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. And or, that's going to bring out the best. Right. Part. And that'll bring out the best performance in them. And like some people like want to be yelled at, you know, like I totally have like vocalists and clients that like want me to nitpick everything they do. Like, you know, like Joy, for example. Joy loves when I'm nitpicking her breaths and her mouth sounds and everything because that's like what she needs to get better. Yeah. And other people, People are like, don't say fucking a word to me. And I'm like, you got it, you know? But it's, I think that like, there are certain things you can do as an engineer to make an artist more comfortable. And some some of those things make it worth going to a studio, make it worth paying somebody to do it because then you have some kind of relationship and support with somebody who's hitting record for you, you know? Yeah, that's super important. Yeah, and it's like, I know when, when I record my own music, like... I almost never play while I'm engineering because I just can't think about two things at once and yeah. I like have to care more about what the snare drum sounds like than sure. like if I'm playing well, you know? Because every time I try to record myself at the same time, the whole band sounds worse because one, I maybe my mic setup wasn't as good. Maybe I'm not like giving good enough notes because I'm too concerned with what I'm doing or something, you know? But yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I, the point of what I'm saying is I get why people pay for studios even though it's like sort of a waste of money in the Mm. point in time we're in one of the things i want to do with the studios in my my educational work i want to run like like charity work (laughs) i want to i want to run a class on on bedroom recording Mm. like what you can do with an sm57 and a focus right sapphire you know well i was actually Um, i was gonna say like i feel like a lot of it because i just did a record or a few songs with with Kobe. Mm-hmm. It was mainly just like we recorded drums like in my bedroom, but specifically because I you know it's kind of echoey up there. And I thought it sounded cool. Totally. But like a lot of that bedroom like lo-fi stuff, like you don't need like if if you, if it sounds too good, you're gonna spend a bunch of time making it sound shitty. Totally. Yeah, gritting like, it up. Yeah, like when you can Gritty. just like record acoustic into an SM57, and like then you don't have to go through the trouble of like trimming totally. the lows and doing like no, it's just gonna sound like. F57, then you have it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my recording process involves having alternate versions of the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'll I'll be recording a vocal and I'll record it on a U87 through, like, a vintage preamp. And then I'll also have, like, some, like, kind of broken microphone yeah. into, yeah. like, a really distorted preamp because, like, there's your intro or, like, there's your bridge. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's made for you. Like, I feel like part of my philosophy, and I didn't used to feel this way, I feel like it's come to me in recent years, is that, like, the as much as your budget will allow to commit to the sound you want to hear while you're recording, you know? Yeah. Because mm. I think that when you hit play after you've done a take, for it to sound like a record already is what will make you know if it was right or not, you mm. know? And I think that, like, 
I still do an absolute ton when I'm editing and mixing or whatever, but I think that like the more time I spend making records, the more time I realize like picking the right mic and the right preamp and like spending the right amount of time getting a sound before you actually hit the record button, the less time you have in post and the more immediate of an emotional response you have to that take and knowing whether you've performed well mm. or not. Yeah, let's take a break yeah, to thank our break. sponsors. Uh, I would once again like to, t- I, like I to thank to my, my fake, but also like kind of real sponsors uh, at 30th Street Guitars. Yeah. They just built me that fucking guitar. Still going crazy. People keep asking me about it. Peter played it. He knows. Yeah, it goes honestly. Goes yeah, crazy. It goes fucking nuts. <laughs> it like sent me down a rabbit hole of immediately trying to spend too much money on a guitar. Yeah, I mean, it goes absolutely crazy. And they fucking killed it. And I love them so much. Anything then, you, you've been enjoying in life recently that you want to have more of? The end train, honestly. Really Let's been holding go, me down. Yellow train. Yeah. Except, Let's go Broadway line. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like commuting an hour and a half every day to Sunset Park, and mm-hmm. the end train has really been Let's getting go, me there. South Brooklyn. Come it's on. It's been great. This week, I want to shout out my fruit guy, Muhammad. We are really tight because he's the only person who's awake. He does the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift, like seven days a week. So wow. I don't He's a. He lives an unfortunately dark day you know sunwise but we're the only people awake when i come home at like three o'clock in the morning and we have the same conversation every day i've like we've been pals for the last two years now i love this guy love that yeah wow. also nice. if you i know she didn't say it but hit me up if you want to know where rebecca lives cool i've got it in my Great. gps ready to go awesome. i actually have no idea where rebecca lives i'd like to find out as well nope uh, new york <laughs> is it in new Not york is that what you said maybe I'll tell her my address right now. You know, I'm down, dude. Let's go. Send Let's get some visitors family. cooking. Yeah, yeah. Peter's real scrappy. I wouldn't visit. <laughs> yeah, my house sucks. Also, you can't get in. Like, the doorman will beat your ass immediately. Yeah, he'll beat your ass He'll fucking sure. fold you. Is it my turn to yes. share my sponsors? I didn't really think of any. Allagash White. Allagash White, yeah. Allagash White is my current sponsor. <laughs> yes. I just saw a movie before this, and it was, like, really long and, like, fairly sad the whole time. And I also had way too much coffee today where I like felt like I was gonna scream in the theater. And I was like, this vibe is not happening right now. And so I was like, I think I need to like, I need a couple of beers to like come down to like conversational level. Totally. Uh, so that's one of them. I would also like to chime in and thank my sponsor, Subaru. Because yeah, I was pe- gonna thank the Mini Cooper dealership yeah. for fixing my brakes this week. It's just good because people don't ever expect me to be black and driving that car. Definitely, yeah. So like, it's just it's it's always you're just throwing them up. Yeah, I'm just Never throwing them off. Like move. they think I'm just I'm gonna I'm like a middle-aged white guy or a lesbian. Yeah, it's one of those. Right, two. You are a middle-aged white guy trapped <laughs> in a young lesbian. black man's body. <laughs> I just sit here in <laughs> like my, my Brooklyn. He sits here in his Brooklyn and robe with the athletic shorts on. Okay, oh. let's get back into um, our yes. <laughs> Peter, can you give us some snippets of what people who home record can do? to sound better because we figured out that doubling everything is great. Yeah, I think that's even the case in a regular studio. I know, I but in a regular studio, you, you might suggest that. Oh, you, as, as, a, as, as an engineer. Advice as an engineer. As an engineer, what would you tell someone who's home? I think that this is like the most obnoxious advice on the planet, but I think that the big one is like, just like use your ears. Like if you listen back to something and it sounds terrible, it's going to continue to sound terrible yeah, almost regardless of what you do with it. You know what I mean? And so like maybe move the mic three inches, maybe put it maybe turn the drum set to face the other side of the room you know i mean like a lot of what in a lot of getting good sounds is trying things and realizing they sound bad and then trying to do something different you know and so availing yourself the time i think is really like the main lesson of that right the time to be able to try something out Mm -hmm. you know and especially doing things like that 
when you're at home, when you're not like on a financial timeline is a productive thing to do because you have the time and the space and no one's breathing down your neck for you to figure out these things. I think another thing you can do is like go to Guitar Center and try all the mics or like go to B&H and try all the mics because one, if you're singing, let's say, because one, you'll get a sense for what all this sound like on you because what it sounds like on you is what matters, right? Not mm. like what it sounds like in the yeah. demo on YouTube, you know? And if you can get a sense for what you like in a microphone, then one, when you decide to go to a regular studio or when you decide to work at home, you might have a better sense for like what you want to look for and have a better way of like conversing with an engineer or a better way of trying to manipulate your sound to get closer to what that is. Yeah. So that's one thing. I think the other thing is you can do a lot with an SM57. You can basically record everything with it. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been faced with a situation that an SM57 could not handle. It's a workhorse. Yeah, I think they're the perfect microphone. I have like six of them for that reason. You know, I put them on anything and they totally work. You I'm just have to know right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think there's that. I think another thing is like acoustic treatment. I think that's like the thing that really mm. makes or breaks a recording. And I think that anything could be acoustic treatment, right? Like in a, in, a closet. Yeah, in acoustics, <laughs> we have a couple of parameters, right? And so there's absorption and diffusion. Those are like the fundamental features of it. And so absorption being soft things. So you're stopping reflections from coming back towards the microphone and they're getting absorbed into a soft surface. And then there's diffusion, which breaks up sources, right? And so like, for example, like if you have a mattress that you can push against the wall, that would be absorption. And then maybe on the opposite wall, if you don't have a second mattress, you could have a bookshelf, which has things of different lengths and depths and distances. And so you won't get a direct echo back into your microphone. And so it'll, it may not be the most wonderful sounding environment, but you might be able to have at least a non-echoey, relatively clean sound and recording. I also mm. think avoiding condenser mics is a good idea when you have a non-ideal acoustic space because they're so sensitive. And so a dynamic mic can get you a lot of the way. Yeah. And they're often cheaper, almost always a lot cheaper. You spoke about like mic placement, yeah. which I feel like people don't think about when you're, like especially yeah. if, you, if you don't go to studios, like how, totally. much, how much that changes the sound, like obviously vocals, but then like, Guitars and like yeah, drums and all that shit. Sure. Yeah, it's like very. It's, it's more important than I thought. Like Grace and I just recorded something. We had to we had to do gang vocals. Yeah, and we just like stood across the room. Yeah, and yelled. Totally. And I listened back and I was like, it sounds so much better. It sounds much more like a crowd of people than totally. like up than us recording over totally. each other a thousand times this close. Definitely. Yeah, I think that like this kind of goes back to what I was saying when I when I meant like trying to trying to use your ears. You know what I mean? It's like. If you're hearing a crowd, you're not hearing them right next to your head. You're hearing them from 100 feet away. So you could just try to yell from 100 feet away and you'll accomplish a lot of that goal, you know? Yeah. I've only learned it from just seeing other engineers work, you know, but like you would think for something to sound the best, you point the microphone at it, right, in general. But sometimes that's just simply not true, you know? Sometimes you'll get the sound you want if you point the microphone at the window away from what you're doing and that... Mm the harshness of that reflection or whatever the fuck it might be is like with the sound you're looking for, you know? I remember Bob Power was doing that shit. He had like... Yeah, a mic at the know, studio glass, classic, yeah. Yeah, and then, but he also had a mic like where they built the studio had like concrete walls and yeah. wooden walls and he had like one mic facing just the wooden wall. Yeah. And totally, yeah. Concrete walls. Mic like, in the hallway. Fuck. Yeah, and you get these sort of different perspectives on like what a sound might be from different places, right? And I think the other thing to consider is like microphones aren't your ears. Like they don't sound the same as you hear things, you know? And so... When you're like, let's say you're standing 10 feet away and you hear something and it feels really clear and loud to you because you under, you're like doing the sort of context math in your head to figure out what something sounds like. A microphone doesn't think, it just listens, you know? And when something doesn't listen the way a human does, it doesn't take apart those things. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't do the math and it's in your head to clarify all these things. And so 
microphones here in different places really differently. For example, like I've seen someone mic a tom on the drums as opposed to pointing it at the drum head, pointing it down past the hoop towards the ground because it just so happened that that's where that mic sounded the best pointed at. But you wouldn't know that unless you moved it a little bit and checked, you know? And so, I don't know. I think a big one is also just how far away you are. That's like the primary thing, right? As you get closer, I'm gonna do it right now. As you get closer, there's more low end in your voice because of the proximity effect to the diaphragm. But if you back up and then you start to lose some of that. And so finding the sweet spot between that, if you're singing for your own voice or really for any sound source, like will like give you some result that you're looking for depending upon what it is. So if you had like three to five hot tips, hot tips like yeah. sexy hot tips, <laughs> For studio and then slash home recording. I think that you should buy an SM57. It's like my first tip, probably. Could you say one really loud before I, one, and then, then hit it. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's all no. say it. Ready? Maurice, can you say the numbers before <laughs> I speak? Because I'm not going to do that. There's no word in the podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> one. Buy an SM57. Two. I didn't have another tip prepped yet. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Okay. If you had, if Come you on, had, Peter, work, work. Okay, hang on. Let, let me think for a second. Yeah. Deal with the acoustics of your space in whatever capacity no. you no. are. Would you to. say if, if for for most people, <laughs> it I feel has like, to be like you know, I, I don't know, have a rapid fire yeah. one. But like so, but you would say like if, if someone decided to go all the way damp, like I can like just like dampen like in a in a closeted space. Yeah. yeah. That, that's preferable to. Nothing, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I don't know. I, I think, like, don't underestimate broken shit. I think that's, like, my primary yeah. hot yeah, tip no for rules. regardless of what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. I think broken stuff is really cool. I have a broken preamp in my car right now because I'm in a constant state of hunting down weird broken shit. I think, okay, actually, this is my, my general advice regardless of whether it's home or studio recording as someone who's recording stuff, right? So when I started our studio with Grant and Zach, we obviously did not have the money to buy like really expensive stuff, you know? And so what that meant is like upon our, you know, market research of what people look for in studios, people look for like stuff to play with, you know? I just was looking for the weirdest thing I could find, mm. you know? And so I'm buying like children's keyboards, toy pianos. That shit's on Bloom. Our highest fucking streaming song. We have that, the, the toy piano does the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, totally. See what I'm saying? Fire. Honestly, that toy piano has really made its way on a lot of records, but... <laughs> Like, again, broken percussion instruments, shitty drums, bad karaoke microphones. I've used a karaoke microphone on yeah. so many things. I have, like, a, like, a Wii microphone. Wii microphone my, goes crazy. Like, it's so the good guitar the hero mic goes crazy. Did you actually go a little karaoke. nuts, yeah. 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 But so, yeah, just like, a, first of all, use what you can find in your house. Anything you find in your house that makes sound is a valuable tool. And especially, like, buy the weirdest and cheapest thing you can find because you'll be surprised what you can get out of it, you know? Yeah. I was buying broken PAs and using them as preamps for like a long time because I just didn't have real regular ass preamps and they totally serve their purpose and like do a thing and it's just yeah. like it's deciding how far to lean into Yeah, like a sometimes sound gear has one thing. Yeah. Like I have a banjo that I haven't used in 5 years, but I fucking used it 2 weeks ago. Exactly. And yeah. I fucking needed it. I and mean, if you like take yourself seriously enough, anything that starts broken can be contextualized oh, totally. as sure. like a, a brilliant instrument. Yeah, I think, I just think that, I, I think that in general, the, r acknowledging that all sounds have value, I think is like the most important part of my mm. engineering process. And I think is the most relatable probably to people who don't have a budget 
A for a studio or B to buy the shit to have a studio, you know? Yeah. And also maybe download Splice. Does Splice helps. I, I, okay, I'm like, a, I'm bad about this because I use Pro Tools for context because uh -huh. I'm like an asshole. You are an asshole. Yeah. I don't like Logic. Industry I don't like standard. MIDI. Yeah. I just can't do it. You know, I hate computers, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like an old man. You're like, yeah. get you know? the sound in the room, record it. Well, I just, you know, do I don't it. like, I don't make beats, you know? Yeah, I've never yeah, made yeah. a beat in my life. You know, I sit, I record bands, I put microphones in front of things. That's like what I like but to like, do, you know? Doubling. No, Doubling snares afterwards. It's like yeah, I mean, I like, sample replace everything, yeah, yeah, but I exactly. use the just, I just use that. the Logic drummer drums presets. That's so just so everybody knows, sample crazy. number seven in the snare drums is absolutely what unbelievable. What the fuck did you Kyle, just say so to me? <laughs> use the Logic snare for yeah. So if you go to the Logic drummer Jesus drums and Christ. percussion folder and you go to snares one shots, the seventh one down has made its way onto almost every single That's song awesome. I've ever recorded. On superficial, it sounds great. I don't like. Look, it's That's sounded, crazy. It's, it's, deep, just, it's just like the Frank funniest thing. Frank is regretting like, every penny that he's put into buying all I'm one saying, shot. No, 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 okay. I mean, you I, never said, I, "Oh, that sounds like shit." You're like, Frank, sounds Frank amazing. Frank is trying to justify. Like, I, I do. Penny. I just. I made the whole theme for this only using splice sounds in yeah. my bed. Didn't record a single. Splice, splice is great. Splice I just am not. But I'm just so surprised that you found that much use out of out of the Logic stock sound. I think that if you if you just try things out, you can find a lot with Logic sounds. That's fucking true. For example, if you're if you, you have a drummer who's playing and it's someone like Kobe or somebody who's really great who has really sensitive you know a sensitive approach to what they're doing like just double the two and four with the logic snare and the rest of it leave the ghost notes for just of what the person yeah. performed like that's great that it won't sound like you played a good. sample you know that shit's good get a good mixer also they'll make it not sound as much like that's true. a yeah. stock sound hey, you know? that was another thing I was going to suggest about like how to level up home recordings is like get somebody well, else's ears I, even to have someone else like a friend to press start and stop in there with you yeah. like having a set of ears and then sending it off to an engineer who can like deal with your stems in a professional way yeah. even when you've recorded everything at home changes so the whole mixing it's totally. always worth the money. It's, it's worth, always worth paying for. It's worth yeah. the investment in yourself. If you put the time into recording, right. you should put the money into mixing. That's just like, yeah. why, it's, that's night and day. And I, I've never mixed anything myself and yeah. put it out. Oh, I did once and it was awful. Yeah, we, we still, we're still talking about that. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, I avoid yeah, doing Yeah, my senior exactly project in college about my dead grandpa. You want to talk about how bad that was? <laughs> well, let's let's fucking go. go. Okay, <laughs> let's talk. Frank, you were going to say something else. Should we do the I was going to say, yeah, uh, give us your red... hot studio take. What, again? You got to give us the, no, the, I mean, no, the, the, the in-studio take. Oh, in-studio take. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, like as but, someone going into a studio. But why am I going to say one? There's not more than say one. one. Just say one. Just say one. One. Write a schedule. That's probably what it is. Write it's a just that schedule. Just people waste a lot of time. Uh, you know, I have clients that I, whose music I totally don't relate to, but they come so aggressively prepared. They're my favorite sessions to do. Mm. People yeah. come in, they know exactly what they want to get done and exactly the amount of time. Easy and like, sure, everyone. I understand like sometimes a session goes over a half hour or an hour, whatever, you know, but it's like people who broadly have their schedule really sketched down to like the lunch break. They, they have the, they get the best results out of their sessions because they just know what they have to do. Mm. And they found the right person in you to handle them, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's amazing some people who, like, engineer, by the way. I've used him almost every time I've been in the studio. Yeah. I Fucking killer. Frank. Yeah. Um, I think another one is set. also just on a client end. You just com just communicate with your engineer mm. before you show up to the studio. Yeah, yeah, Like, if you tell the person, like, what you plan on doing, Saves hours. they will be prepared to do Saves it. Saves so Whether many that means they're actually set, set up, up to do it or not. Yeah. Even if they're not, even if it's not about setup, just like being mentally prepared to understand, okay, we're gonna do drums the first half of the day and then something else the second half of the day. Like I had a session this past week and I thought we were just recording drums. And then the clients showed up and they had a guitar and a bass and I didn't realize 
that we were going to be doing that. And it's fine. I can set it up. But it's like, had I known, I would have saved like 45 minutes. And then right. they wanted exactly. me to put a keyboard on something. And that took like another 20 minutes to right. set up because I was trying to figure out like how I wanted to do it. And that's 45 minutes of their money. money. Yeah, you know, of that's 45 money. minutes of like, money that you're spending. The more prep that they can be, the more yeah. if you're going to get you, If they had texted me even an hour before they got there, hey, by the way, we're doing this, or j- yeah. just to confirm X, Y, Z, then it's all good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you should always triple confirm. I think that people think they're annoying when they double text those things, yeah, yeah, but, but it's like, I like it's helpful, you know? It's like, please tell me every single thing and remind me over and over again because we all have other things to do mm. and we're not going to remember. I know that going to the studio for somebody might be a big deal, but as somebody who runs a studio, it's not that big of a deal for me to go to the studio every yeah. day. So like you berating me with every detail, ask me a million questions is helpful for me because then I can be the most adequately prepared to deal with your session. That's a Fucking great point. Killer. All right. We got a shit no, talk. we have to do the shit talk. Oh, we got to do our shit Yeah, we have, a seg- we have one segment. See, okay? I didn't hear about this part. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's okay yeah. because you shouldn't be prepared for Perfect. it. Perfect. Shit. Yeah. So yeah. basically, we're going to rapid fire. We're just going to go stuff. around and, and you just say things it. and then you have like 10 seconds to just like... To hate on it? To just hate on it. You ready? Okay. You got to like pull some extrovert out of yourself. Yeah. You know? It's try, not going to come yeah. back. It's not going to come it back. I'm kind of a yeah. hater though, I guess. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Grace. Cool. Yeah. Bring the hate out. Goldfish. Like the, like the, the animal or the food? The food. I'm, I really like goldfish. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so so bad. That's, That's I'm right. so okay. bad at these. Every time I choose something, people like it. <laughs> uh, the do animal? you not like goldfish? Do you not like Dan? I like goldfish. I just thought maybe you would Finding wouldn't. Nemo. Why would I not like goldfish? I don't I know. I love Finding Nemo. I love <laughs> children's <laughs> movies are my favorite God. movies. Uh, fucking Chipotle. Honestly, Chipotle's all right, dude. Uh, look, Chipotle's trash, but there's sometimes it just be hitting, you know? Like, it was like six weeks ago, I was at home, and I was I really wanted all to right, eat right. something. Wire music stands. Oh, absolute fucking garbage. There Why do go. they have those little slidey things that try right? to hold the music on? It, it bends it the music and it pushes it through the hole. Exactly. Oh, Ridiculous. Spend the money on the one with the flat back. It's really going to okay, save your life. Next. No, because wire music stands no, are the we're only not one you can bring around. Is, though. No, actually, we're not you know what it is? It. Let's fucking, let's go past let's that. Go Get a it. fucking iPad like a grown-up. Like a grown-up. Tiff. <laughs> like my girlfriend? <laughs> wow, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? No, I got nothing. <laughs> we should. I want to. My, my sponsorship is Tiff's candle, dude. So I've that's been the, smelling it literally the, the best candle that nuts. I've ever owned. I mean, she I gave it to it. Frank, but it's mine. All right, um, AirPods. It's so good. I honestly just came to some AirPods. I'm pretty going? into them. Nice. It's Rebecca's turn. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was going, I was Frank. really anti AirPods until like two weeks ago, and okay, I was like, it's pretty good. This robe. I'm so anti that robe. You really look like a 40-year-old white man. I just can't handle this for you. But also, it's on the most on-brand thing I think you've ever bought. Like, yeah. My parents talk about it often. The robe? You're kidding. It's oh. crazy how often They're they see like, me in a robe. They're always like, is Frank in his robe right now? Oh, my God. It's crazy how often they see me in a robe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Peter, it was so good having you. Peter, thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Absolute so chatterbox. Welcome. 10 out of 10. Oh, cats. Yeah, thanks for really inviting so much out of Grace. Yeah, this this is was a bad one, though, because I don't have anything to say on recording. Yeah, Grace is only just recording with me in our home. Probably and with me at my studio, studio, probably. Probably 50 that was or 60 funny. hours. And I'm like, like, yeah, just nothing. I have no opinions yeah, on it. Yeah, just has, blocked it has like maybe 20 songs, 25 songs out right now, fully yeah. recorded. Just has nothing to say on it. I do have nothing to say. Mm. All right, this has been, you've been faked. We've all been faked. We've been faked. Peter's been faked. This has been recorded. Oh, so that's in the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking Peter. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. No preparation coming into this you session. They said a big bye. Bye. Thank you so much. And thank you so much. You're right. Thank you so much. I'm giving you guys kisses. I'm blowing you kisses through the fucking microphone. Oh my God. That was crazy, bro. Kiss me through the phone. Exactly. Finally. Wait, that should be Don't sing that. We can't pay for that. Let's talk about our sponsors for faking it, our podcast.